Welcome to the Elizabeth Experience, the life, times, opinions, and conversations of an eccentric artist woman who's just trying to freaking figure it all out, man, and inspire you along the way. So come on, let's freaking get there together, fam. Hi, friends. Welcome to Weekly Update with Elizabeth, where I go over the same 10 questions plus some other questions, and we find out about my week. Sometimes I had a great week. Sometimes I had a bad week. Sometimes I had a weird week. Anyways, maybe you'll find it interesting, sort of like an online journal of sorts. And welcome to the weekly update with Elizabeth Donaldson. It's more like a monthly update also, per usual. We are going live on all social media platforms. So, you know, if you're one of those people and you want to follow along live, or you are following along live, or if you're like wondering why sometimes I'm interacting with like seemingly invisible people who aren't there, it's because we are live. We are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and I'm typing all the things. So it's been a hot minute um, because I was out of town for a month shooting a movie, and um, that's crazy. So we're going to talk all about that. We're going to do the same 10 questions and uh, then some more coming from online, and I hope that you guys are into it, and I hope that this is valuable, and um, now that I'm connected to all of the things... Should we begin? Yeah. Savannah, I'm here with Savannah. Uh, Elizabeth. Yes. What are you working on right now? Oh my gosh, what am I working on right now? Um, well, I just got back from all of the things. Actually, super exciting. I'm doing some more stuff with Sisters Man. I had a really cool meeting today about a music video um, project with like a, a jazz collaboration. So we're gonna see where that goes. I had a very, I had an amazing shoot that I styled, uh, what, like two days ago, Mm -hmm. but I can't talk about it, um, because it was a closed set, but I can say that it was freaking legendary, and I'm really excited to when I can talk about it, and, like, just talk about how amazing it was, um, and then, I don't know, I'm getting the bathroom remodeled, yeah, or no, I'm getting a bathroom installed, which is, like, low-key ruining my life, JK, that's so, like, first world problems of me. I'm getting a bathroom installed and it's ruining my life, but I like stayed up all night to clean my room before I went out of town. And now per usual, I guess it's sort of a theme of the podcast is that like my life, (laughs) that your room is messy. It's just, yeah. Like my, I'm, it's like, it's sort of like a, a representation of the whole entire meaning of like being alive on this planet is like, you're constantly trying to like carve purpose out of chaos. And so like my room's just like a metaphor for that. Or it's not that deep, and and your room is just messy, but it's not your fault this time. Mm-hmm. No, no, I blame it on the contractors, yeah. who were in here at 7 o'clock in the morning this morning. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I got a text earlier that was mm-hmm. like, when you're in bed, and... Dude, I was straight up, <laughs> now that you bring it up, <laughs> I was straight up naked yeah. in my bed. I, maybe maybe that's too yeah. much well, for the I didn't, world. I didn't want to say it, but... Since you said it, I wasn't full naked. I was I mean, like, I was like undies in yeah. my bed. I mean, honestly, we all sleep like that. Many, especially in the summer, it's yeah. great. If it's you like, say you don't, you're lying. 
Yeah, you want your comforter to just, like, give you a hug. It's like, I'm really stoked to be home. I was out of town for three weeks, yeah. so I am just was, like, snuggled in my bed. Mm-hmm. And you, those of you, okay, none of you listening or freaking uh, watching right now can see, but in my room... It's like I there's I'm turning the basement into whatever like a studio space, and there's a window, and in my bed, me when I like look up I can see the window the door window so like I'm like just naked I hear the dogs barking it's a little bit before seven I thought that my dad who's in town to help with this whole thing I thought that he was here he was not and I was like oh the contractors and then I like they knock here they knock on the window yeah. I'm like full naked and they're just standing there yeah. like in front of the door in front of the window and I was like I have to put on a shirt. How did you get out of this? I think they like stepped off to the side a little bit and like I didn't have my glasses so at which point mm-hmm. I like grabbed a sweater from the couch next to my bed threw it on and then sort of like went into the corner and threw on some pajama Stealth pants. Stealth mode. Yeah but was it though? I hope it was. Let's, I felt yeah, real off. It probably was. They didn't say any, see anything. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, That's reserved for, like, God's eyes and, like, you know, like, my future husband. Yeah. <laughs> no, but these are, uh, but, like, real facts. And, like, ladies in the locker room. Real facts, though. Like, I'm, like, I, I'm, like, weirdly, like, a pretty modest person. Yeah, you are. I, like, I'm, we- it's, like, weird. Like, I give this illusion of, like, not being, mo- you know what I mean? Like, right. people are, like, Elizabeth's probably wild. And, like, but, like, I'm, like, I'm. I'm wild if, like, you know, we're in a committed relationship. Yeah. That sounded... I need to not talk about my dating life. Adventurous is different than wild, and let's leave it at that. Wait. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Like, real facts. Like, <laughs> like your girl is, like, pretty... J- kind of just wifey material, really. You are. <laughs> She's She can cook. This is actually... My Thanksgiving turkey <laughs> makes people cry. Le- Have you had my Thanksgiving turkey? No, but this this year, maybe... Yes. Yeah. Dude, I brine it. I soak it in like a in salt water and brown yeah. sugar and, and Jack Daniels. From, the in, big thing from Home Depot. In the Home yeah. Depot bucket. I've seen the photos. I just did not get to taste it in all its glory. Dude. But I think this podcast should actually just be your like eHarmony <laughs> profile. You know, like when online dating was more serious and right? just like Tinder and like swiping. I know. Can we have like a video profile? Maybe secretly yeah. it is. I don't know. Oh, Who knows? Hi, anyway. My dog is um, here, and she is happy she's to be here. here. To cuddle. She's, she's Elizabeth. What was the best thing that happened this week, or I guess since we did the last, or so, like update. this month? Yeah. Um. Gosh, the best thing. Whoa, my dog is like aggressively loving me right now. Um, she. It's weird. It was like, sorry, this she's is so aggressive. I'm the queen of tangenting, but like, I feel like Daisy all like today and yesterday. She was like, oh, my mom's home. Aww. Like, even though I came home four days ago, like. My dad has seduced her with snacks and um, daily walks. And um, so she was very much like, this is the master of the house. And then, like, I came home the first two days. She was like, nah, like, I'll just sleep on the couch upstairs. Like, we don't need to cuddle. Mm. And I feel like all of a sudden, maybe because she's just so old, she was like, my mom, like, the love of my life is home. And now, look at her. Here she is on the internet for all of us to see. But um, She's shedding. She's shedding real bad. We brush her every day yeah. for like 20 minutes and she still just sheds. Yeah. Um, okay, what was the question? What was the best thing that happened this week? Um, well, I can't say too much, but I can say, look at all these hearts on Instagram. I love oh. it when people do a bunch of hearts. Oh my God, Frank Pharisee's here. Sorry, old friend. He's an old friend and I'm very oh. excited. The most exciting thing that has happened, two things. One is I completed an entire feature film yeah which is like a whole 
it's like running a marathon. It's kind of like an ultra marathon. And then I also met a living legend. And that's all I can yeah. say about that. But like I met a living legend and when and I I cry I like got misty. Yeah. We'll save that for another but podcast. We can, you can get a picture with this person because um you had to be professional. Yeah, it's like I could have like I could have gotten the picture, yeah. but I felt like I was working, and yeah. so I felt like I needed to just keep it chill. Yeah. Like, I didn't... It's like, when you're being, like, very professional, it's like, if the person approaches you, and it's yeah. like, let's take a picture together, then it's like, cool, I'm here for you, yeah. but you don't want to... Fan- you can't mix being a professional and fangirling at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's fair. But I literally almost wept. Life tips with Elizabeth. Life tips with Elizabeth Donaldson. When you work with megastars, mm-hmm. yes. you can't have, take pictures with them for your fridge. You can't. You can't. And usually that's what's so weird about the industry. It's like you can't... Like I was on two... The movie, we had an NDA. So it was like I had to like... NDA, non-disclosure agreement um, for the kids watching at home. Um, And thank you, Cassandra, about the film. (laughs) Um, But I had signed a non-disclosure agreement for the film. So there was like very little that I could talk about. Right. um, Which is fine. But it was weird. Yeah. I wanted to talk about all the things. Yeah, because you're so public mm-hmm. with your life. I'm weird. But you know what's funny? It's like, I feel like it's like, I am public, but also there's like a lot that yeah, I don't. Yeah, there are like intimate details and like just things that are like non-PR stuff. Or like stuff that's like not my information to share. Like yeah. I'll share about myself. Like I can share like, because like I have an awareness of myself, but mm-hmm. like I'm never like, I don't share other people's. Yeah stuff because it's not mine which is good dude because I would be a I would be a shitty person if I did that that would be not cool and rude and something that I would never want anyone to do to me I think it's important to treat treat people the way you want to be treated Savannah yeah Mm -hmm. so um what's our next question um what is a lesson that you learned so many good lessons dude oh my god I learned so many good lessons um that's a really good question. I think I learned that oh, here. <laughs> Savannah's Savannah's trolling her phone and I can't. Every time I it. try to like play with things, mm-hmm. you take it from mm-hmm. me. No, I know. I don't mind if we're if we're like hanging. It's not that sounds so bad. Now I feel like I'm a controlling, terrible person. You're not. No, I just like it's like I get mesmerized and then I'm like I'm like, what what lesson did I learn? Oh, so, Savannah's trolling. So if her I phone. had a fidget spinner, you wouldn't like it? I wouldn't like it on the podcast. Okay. But I, I mean, you could fidget spin away like all day. Like you, we, if we were like <laughs> having our morning coffee, you could just be like, brr, 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 but on the podcast, I'm like, it just makes me feel good to like mm-hmm. touch things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you not do like if I have on jewelry or like a bracelet or like my phone, like I just want to be messing with something, but I won't do it. No, no. Do you want to? No. No. Spin I don't around. want to now. <laughs> what was the lesson? No, tell me your lesson. I'm dying tell to Tell me know. your lesson. I feel like I, you I'm have like so much person. knowledge to share. I do. Okay. Um, I have a lot of lessons. Okay. One is that feature films are a freaking marathon. Um, and two, um, I think as an actor, I think a big thing that I learned, and I've always learned this, but particularly... I don't know, feature film's interesting because there's, like, continuity and there's your hair and there's, and we, you know, we film things out of sequence. Um, and also there's times, I think that as an actor, 
doing several shots and having it be this super intense, like long process that's like lasting a long time. Um, there were times that my best take was like lost on the wide shot mm-hmm. or, or like, I just like, there were a couple times that I was like, well, was that my best acting? Yeah. Probably not. You know you're focused I mean? on a lot of factors. There's just, there's a, there's environmental things and there's, there's time and there's shots and there's, and I think that at the end of the day, the audience doesn't know, like, who even knows if we sat... I mean, there's some actors who don't ever watch anything that they've mm-hmm. done, which I had to... Sometimes I feel like I had to watch my stuff because the director was giving me a note and I wanted to understand what was there. I've also developed a good way of, like... Uh, even if I watch something and I hate it, like I hate the way I look or I hate my performance, I ha- I've developed this, like, muscle of just being, like... I hate that. Well, whatever, moving on. And yeah. I don't I don't like dwell on it because I just learned kind of early on in my career. I was like if I dwell on this, then I'm going to turn into a maniac and I would prefer to not be a maniac. Yeah. So I'm just going to like not worry about it. Um but I yeah, I it was it was a lot like I think I just kind of had to learn to like do the takes and walk away and mm-hmm. sort of which is something that I've always done, but this was sort of even more just on, like, a much more intense level. Um, And also just, like, sort of understanding how to, like, the dynamic that goes on when you're with, like, 21, like, a bunch of strangers Mm -hmm. for 21 days. You know, like, that was interesting. And also, I don't know if this is a lesson. It's more of just a thing. I was surprisingly homesick um, and didn't realize, because I was so excited to get out of town, and I was so, like, I want to go out of town. Like, I love this. It's going to be great that I wasn't prepared to be outside of my routine. Yeah. And so I think that I learned a lot about the importance of, like, leaning on... I what, I was homesick, and I, for whatever reason, was, like, not communicating with my friends as much as I should have. Mm-hmm. And then when I was like, no, like, I can, like, reach out to my friends, and these are my friends. Like, I, sometimes I just have a bad... I'm not the best at, like, just being in touch, you know? So once I started putting those things in and it's sort of been an evolution of my whole life is learning that like my friends are people that I can lean on. Mm-hmm. I'm like funny if I'm stressed out or if I'm homesick, I'm like, I don't want to tell anyone. Yeah. Like I want everyone to just think that I'm like having the best time. Cause I don't want to like put people out or stress people out, but I'm like, no, I can like yeah, be in communication for sure. and like, you know, pet my dog. I watched the bachelor at, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Next question. What was the craziest thing that happened? Hmm. There were a couple crazy things. We were, hmm, can I say this? Oh, I don't know if I can say that because it gives away like a plot point of the, of the movie. So I can't say that, but I, I can. I like you can artfully avoid it. No, it's so specific. It's okay. so specific to an oh, exact location. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> That I can't tell it, but but Soon. later on, yeah, watch the movie. Follow along with yeah. Mags and Jules. Maybe we'll have to do some like live viewing content, like like Elizabeth reacts to <laughs> her performance and or like just the movie in general. It's true. Like, have you ever seen those old people react? Not that you're an old person. No. But like the kids react, or like the like <laughs> this type, type of person reacts. It's like gamers react. I think I've auditioned for something like that. I had an audition where I had to like watch some show about people who marry inmates Uh and then comment. Yeah. It was funny. I felt like I was funny, but then I also felt, oh no, oh, it's paused. Okay, here we are. 
it was funny, but then I also sort of secretly was like, I don't want to be on this show because then I'm like kind of making fun of people for money and I don't really want to make fun of people for money because like no matter who they are, that's fucked up. So I didn't get that audition. But you're such a good person. Mostly. (laughs) No, I, I think I'm, Um, I think I'm, I'm not perfect, but I, I So what was the craziest thing that you can tell us about? I can tell you that I spent five to six hours in a lake. In, no, in a river. And crawdads bit my ankles. Because that's, there's a photo of that on the internet. Like, I was fully in a river. Like, not like in and out. Like, I walked into the river and then did not leave the middle of the river until like five or six hours later. Were you prony? I was just soggy. <laughs> like, I was, like, waterlogged. Like, I didn't yeah. check my toes, you know? Like, I didn't, like, do... I, my hands were out of the water. Um, yeah. But I, my jeans were real wet. To, like, to be honest, I was kind of, like, once... At first, because I, I love water. You know that. Yeah, she's a fish. Mm, I am. I am. I'm a mermaid, actually. Yeah, sorry. I'm a mermaid. Um, no, you're good. I, you're I've good. heard that mermaids mm-hmm. hate that term. What? Fish. <laughs> Do they really? I, is that a real thing? Like, is that an actual, like, piece of information on, the, like, the internet or the world at large that mermaids don't want to be called fish? No, I just assume. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a fish. I'm yeah, a, I mean, like, they're... I'm a mermaid. It's, I think it's, like, a racial slur, like, toward mermaids. <laughs> I would like to publicly apologize to mermaids mm-hmm. for what I have said and done. Maybe I should edit that out of the podcast. No, you're forgiven. It's Thank fine. You. But I am a mer. I'm... The mermaid community is not going to start a hashtag. No, the, I think I think like I can speak on behalf of the mermaid community. Like you're you're good. You're not offended. No, I'm not offended. Thank you. But yeah, I was in the water and I was so I because I'm a mermaid. I was very excited. I was like, oh my god, I'm in the water and it was warm. And like when I first got in. You know, the director was being really nice, and she was, like, I think she was concerned. And I was, like, I love being in here. It's fun. Like, it was wonderful. But then, like, I got out, and then I was, like, I'm all wet. I mean, I wasn't, like, a diva. I I don't know. Maybe if you ask the producer who's my roommate, maybe I was just, like, the lowest of key diva. But I was just, like, I was in wet jeans, and I wanted to not, I wanted to not be in wet jeans anymore. Yeah. Other than that, it was cool. Yeah. Is there anything that you're obsessed with that's not necessary right now? Um, I feel like it's like I could say The Bachelorette, but then I also feel like... The Bachelorette lost steam with me because the last, the second to last episode is when they like bring all the guys on and then everybody's like, like all the guys yell at Luke. I literally just, once they start, once I watched like 10 minutes of it and I was like, nah, yeah. like I'm not here for this. And then the very last episode, I felt like The Bachelorette was, like, so making such poor decisions that, oh, I felt like she was making um, such, I don't know why it's doing this. Okay. Sorry. We're having Instagram problems. Um, Yeah. It's, like, totally plugged in. It's weird. And see, now it's doing its thing. I guess maybe I just have to touch it. Yeah. Um, So then the... The last episode, I just was, like, in such strong disagreement with her choices in men that I just decided to read a blog about the ending. Yeah. So I then, don't know how it ends. I, I mean, mean, I don't want to spoil it. about it. Should I know we don't like the one guy that's like, you can't have sex ever unless it's with me if I'm your husband. Well, Luke's a sociopath. Like, yeah. nobody likes Luke. But, but even though nobody likes Luke, I still had a hard time with the fact that, like, in the, in the live episode... 
like they brought all the guys on and then everybody just attacks him and then they show audience reactions of like oh my god Luke and it's like even though he's kind of a low-key sociopath I still feel like he's a human being and I just like don't I I don't I did not enjoy that like I was like I don't really want to watch a bunch of people like talk shit about this human being who's like kind of crying on stage because Mm -hmm. like that seems just really not cool so then I, I stopped watching but we're supposed to like the one guy that like basically tells that guy to square up in that one video. There's a lot of guys that tell him to square up, but I just what's so I think Okay, can I I want to I want to spoil the bachelorette. So I, okay, wait. If you it's over and the whole world knows, I'm about to spoil it. So if you don't want to have it be spoiled, just stop or like fast forward, but okay. Here we go. You've been warned. So she should have freaking married the pilot, and I'm so mad that she didn't marry the pilot. You haven't seen this. Um, I'm so mad that Alabama Hannah, Hannah, whatever, didn't marry the pilot. Which one is the pilot? The pilot is like, he's like half Latino, and he's like so sweet. Wait, and is a, it Mike? I don't know their names. Oh, man. He's the pilot. And then there's this stupid guy, this, like, Nashville musician who was with my agency. And I guess we have, like, mutual friends, which is weird. I think you should be on the show, personally. No. Yeah. I couldn't. I can't date like that. I, I, if you're a one-man kind of girl. I am. Should, yeah. I am. I don't know how. I, like, sometimes I almost, well, I don't wish that I could not be that way. But, like, I don't know. My brain can't, like, the, the morality inside my brain can't deal with like being I think there's like low-key flirting there's like when you're sort of I don't know but I'm I don't even ever like talk to a bunch of guys because I feel shady about it yeah like I like me and I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone out there who like is that way like I don't I'm not I can see many different points of view but yeah I just don't I don't know I'm not wired that way like I feel like if I'm if I'm like flirting with someone I can't flirt with somebody else but then sometimes I feel like that's why I'm single because every blog you ever read is like stay single like play the field like keep your options open and like and I try to do that I think you gotta date like a guy you know (laughs) what does that mean like you keep your like you date several people until somebody like wins out like you, you host your own version of the of the Bachelorette. Well, no, I know, but that's that's the but problem is it. that I don't know how to host. Like I don't like even watching the show was painful for me because she's yeah. like having these relationships and building like strong levels of intimacy with like several guys at once, and I'm just like, I I feel like I would just like uh like spontaneously combust. Yeah. Like I would just be like. Ah. But you also love really hard. Yeah, I do. And really full. And I, I feel do. like that's part of it. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. What was the question? What was the question? Oh, something that you're obsessed with, other than The Bachelor. I mean, that's pretty I mean, much since it. since we already had the conversation. Is there anything else that I'm obsessed with? No, I, I mean, mean, it was, I was really so, for the past month, I was shooting a movie and yeah. doing little else. Like, my mind didn't, didn't... have time. It had no bandwidth for anything. I was just, like, I was in it. I was just... I was, like, trying to be, like, super-duper focused. There was a lot I was in. I was a lead, so I was in pretty much every scene. So I just was not... I There was nothing to be obsessed with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest fashion win? 
Uh, this I think right this now. might be it. I, can I you feel stand like this up outfit. For... It looks so bad, like right here. Look at me. I'm like. I mean, I think you're cute. I'm, I'm cute like this. For those of you listening and not watching, I'm like making myself look really sexy, not on the internet right now. Oh my god, wait, wait, pause. Okay. Someone just wrote on my Instagram, hey. <laughs> hey, are you single? Literally, that's all we talk about. Oh my about. god, can I just, but also, can I take a minute? I feel like I talk about this all the time, but like when people treat social media like it's a dating website, it is my biggest pet peeve in the world. But then I also feel like I often talk about being single. So then I'm like, oh, am I responsible for the fact that like these strange men who I don't want to talk to, like, I feel like I need to get more aggressive with blocking people. Maybe you should just pull the thing we pulled at play last night. Which is what? That's my girlfriend. Oh, yes. (laughs) Savannah and I went dancing and this guy, this like really creepy dude. No shirt. No shirt. Dressed up like a cowboy. So hairy. <laughs> but like a, like a hill, but like a Weird. creepy, like no cowboy <laughs> hat, like like a, a belly soft, no muscle definition, hair on his chest, but not sexy hair, but yeah, like kind like of <laughs> like creepy, like fur, like just strange hair. And then like boxer shorts pulled up to his <laughs> yeah, belly button and like his hands up. hanging down. And yeah. like, I mean, there was like, I could write Everything a, was wrong. I could write a freaking like thesis about like how <laughs> like wretched this guy was and then he like sort of yeah. wandered up to me yeah he starts dancing with elizabeth mm-hmm. and she's like sorry i'm seeing someone and, that, and it like should have been done at that moment yes but then the guy comes back and starts trying to dance with me yes so mama bear elizabeth kicks in and says <laughs> that's, that's my girlfriend that's my girlfriend <laughs> Wait, and then I was like, felt so, because then I was like, oh no, I mean, like, no shade, dude, like, like blessings to all people, like, but like I we both like men, mm, yeah. definitely. Like, but also, we were like at a gay bar, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, it would have made sense. And I then nobody else tried to dance with us all night, and we got to have the dance floor to ourselves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like it was like, yeah, that guy was like, <laughs> he was he was creepy. That he might was... have been the craziest thing. The craziest thing that happens. Yeah. I don't. I, bottom line, it's like unless you're Elon Musk, like don't come at me. Like I don't know how many times I can say that. Like yeah. don't. Like guys just get up in my DM sometimes, and I'm like, get out of my DM. Like get out of my DM. Like if I had interest in you, if there was if there was a whisper of a chance, like trust me, it would be very obvious. Yeah, unless you're an award-winning entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> this will let you know who you are. Oh, <laughs> oh I can't wait to hear um, back about what that. What was your biggest... Real facts. Um, so bad. Yeah. So, uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah, what did your beauty routine look like? What did my beauty routine look like? Yeah. Um, You know, I was, I was pretty hardcore about my beauty yeah, routine. because you were on camera every day. I was on camera every day. So I would like... Uh, well, I took a lot of baths because that was like our one thing. Like we were sort of me and the producer were staying in the same hotel and we were very obsessed with taking baths. So I had like, a, I got like a diffuser for essential oils and she was obsessed. Cause I would like, we were funny. We were like family. Like by the end of it, like we are family now, basically like I would make her a bath with like, I went to target. I didn't have a car. And one day she had the day off or I had the day off and she was, she was working. They were shooting some scenes without me. And so I went to target and then like, walked a mile to Target and then I was like I'm gonna get Epsom salts and I got the biggest a four pound bag 
of freaking Epsom salt. Because I was like, we're going to take baths every night. And you know what? We did use all that Epsom salt. Yeah. But then I had, like, all these groceries. And I was, like, walking back, like, so like a whole mile. And I was sweating oh, so yeah. bad. And it was very heavy. But I took a lot of baths. Um, and, I mean, that's pretty much... That's pretty much all. I was also covered in, like, bug spray. Yeah. I was pretty... There was a whole thing with my hair mm-hmm. on the movie because we, I had to keep it the same every day. Like, yeah. the movie takes place over, over a couple days, and in order to make it, like, simple for continuity for hair and makeup, I basically had the same hairstyle for most of the thing. And um, because my hair is curly, it's, like... I have to dry it like I have to blow dry it in a certain way so that it look this is so boring and dumb but like so every morning it was like this whole thing of like I have to get in the shower at this time and like blow dry my hair because I it, otherwise I wouldn't care yeah. but so it had it to be look the same, the same. Yeah. yeah and that's something that like even makeup can't help you with it's like it has to dry that way yeah so that was my what else was there anything else I feel like at some point literally when I was shooting I was like wait there's a thing that I'm doing that I need to tell the podcast about, but I think really that's all. Lots of baths. Did you? With peppermint and like, it was, it was Epsom salt, essential oil blends, and bubbles, vetivers. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're on set, you have somebody like do your hair and makeup every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Do you like that or do you like to do it yourself better? Oh my God. Like, it's, I love having somebody do it. Yeah. I like. I, I wish that I, well, I mean, I don't actually wish that I was like Kim K and like had someone come to my house every day, but like it's, I, it's so nice to have somebody yeah. do it. And then, cause then you don't have to think you just, it's like you time. It's like, you just sit, you just sit there and someone like, like whispers soft brushes across your face. You whispers know? soft brushes. I love that. <laughs> was there a moment, I guess this will be interesting. Yeah. Was there a moment that you were glad that there was not a hidden camera? watching you so many moments um so many moments there was a there was a time where I had the first day no the set yeah the the first day second day first second day there was a scene where I had to eat this like Wisconsin pastry called Kringle which to be fair not to be fair, to be mean. I don't like Kringle. Like, apparently it's this big thing and it's popular in Wisconsin and everybody loves it. I did not like it. It's very sugary. It's a pastry. I thought that it was, like, okay. And then, like, I was, like, in it to win it. Like, I was like, I'm gonna, like, it's gonna be so funny if I just eat this Kringle so hard. And because the take was a long take, I couldn't use a spit bucket. Mm -hmm. Because, like, normally I just spit it out. But because it was, like, a take where I had to, like, take a bite and swallow it and then talk and then take another bite. So, anyways, long story short, a Kringle's literally twice the size of my head. Literally, like, two of my heads. That's how much pastry it was. I ate most of it. And then I was, like, literally felt I, like, had a sugar crash, like, beyond what I have ever known in my life. And basically kind of had a low-grade, like, childlike tantrum. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm glad there were no hidden cameras there. Yeah. Childlike I don't tantrums. recommend it, dude. Like, that's another lesson that I learned is, like, don't eat that much sugar. Yeah. Like it, w- I literally, I felt insane. I was tired. I'd been, we'd been shooting in a hot room. It was like, and I had too much Kringle and I just feel like I lost my dang mind. <laughs> I just want to have a Kringle. No. Don't. No. I do. Mm. Can I, I, what if I just order a Kringle and like, it's just in our kitchen one day? When I hear the word Isn't Kringle. That's, that's going to be, I'm going to do that. Right when now. I hear the word Kringle, it makes me, I'm like, no, like, it's like, I have like PTSD from Kringle. <laughs> These are real facts. 
guys are real. <laughs> thumbs up if you want uh like this podcast if you want me to hide kringle all over elizabeth's living space mm-hmm. for her to find and have i will hurt you <laughs> or like or yeah or like put like hide kringle in my bed you like in like what is it in the godfather when there's like a dead horse head in the bed you can just like put kringle in my bed yeah it's like i don't yeah i'll be like elizabeth like you like had some of my uh like Mexican food last night. Next time I have like leftovers, I'm just gonna like actually replace them with Kringle. And then be like, oh, like you have leftover from Postmates. Like, can I have a bite? And I'll be like, yes. And you'll be like, it's Kringle. You can have all of it. And then it's just Kringle. I don't, even the word, <laughs> it freaks me out. I, I'm like actually quitting sugar now. Yeah. Like I was like, I couldn't quit sugar on set because I've quit, I have quit sugar fully before and mm-hmm. I turn into a raging lunatic because sugar yeah. is actually very addictive and like, when it's I like cocaine, it is, and I have withdrawals. Like I'm like I'm like, I get weird, and then I get angry, and then I cry. It's a whole evolution. But then after two weeks, it's fully out of my system, and then I I never feel better in my life. But I just didn't. I was like, okay, I have three weeks. Like yeah. during the shoot is not the time to quit sugar. That was a wise choice. I had a little bit of sugar every day. We yeah. called it. Me and the producer joked. We were like, this is my fix. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Um. What's next for you, Elizabeth? Um, oh my gosh, Rigby just got so cute. I, I mean, I'm going to kind of go hard. I think one thing that was sort of interesting for me about being away, um, that I, it was like an unexpected side effect of it is I just got super into, I just kind of want to go hard into creating some new and interesting art. Um, I have a couple cool directing projects that are coming out that I'm very excited about and I'm just like really interested in. I don't know, like changing things up and taking some risks, which feels very scary. I feel like even on Instagram, I started to like, it's weird. Social media is a weird place for me because, especially because so many people are like lifestyle bloggers, which is fine. Yeah. And because a lot of times I'm very open, I sort of, I I treat social media like I do some journaling, whatever you want to call it. But then sometimes I'm all like, I feel artistic in the same way that like probably is relatable to you as a songwriter. Yeah. Where like, like I just need to cry on the floor and make something. Yes, or like I'm all in my feels and yeah. I'm like feeling like my aesthetic mood is dark, mm. you know. And it doesn't mean that like I'm having a terrible time in life. I'm just like, and yeah. it's it's funny for me because a lot of what I do, like for instance, this movie is a comedy. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm in this place where I'm really funny, um, and sometimes I'm in a place where I'm like feeling not funny, where I'm feeling yeah. like very introspective and like, like I posted something on Instagram today that was like, earth is like a prison where you decorate your cell. And like, <laughs> I feel that way often. I have a love hate relationship with planet earth. Like on one hand I'm like, Oh wow. Like it's so beautiful. And like human beings are so amazing. And then sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I walk into my house and I'm like, ah! like, does that ever, do you ever think about things like that? Well, yeah I think I don't know I usually I don't get I get kind of sad I usually don't have like the aggressive thing but it's like the same feeling yeah 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 it just like manifests like kind of sad and like down in me and not like aggressive it's yeah I feel okay I'm gonna get like super I'm just gonna take it there it's sort of like I have heard people describe like like hell as separation from God, which I think is very accurate. Um, and I, I would consider that to be an accurate, at least in my viewpoint, like that's what hell is. And so in greater or lesser degrees. And so I feel like to a large degree, it's super weird. It's like, can be upsetting when you're like a spiritual being having a human experience and you're on earth and there's things about 
being in the physical universe that are just not spiritual. And so sometimes it's like upsetting because there's like the spirit side of you that just wants to be like so free for lack of a better way to put it. And then there's, and then you're just here cleaning the bottom of your refrigerator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And sometimes I just feel so like from the perspective of being like some, like a spiritual being who's connected to a God and like, having connection and access to that world to have to deal with bullshit like paying your electric bill seems it makes me mad yeah not like mad like I'm a victim or like that I'm not grateful but I'm just like there's like bullshit minutiae of like human existence that's like annoying like or there's I feel like so many people have this deep desire to help and do and and there's like these weird stupid barriers that prevent you from being able to like live your highest purpose because of annoying things like insurance and taxes and I feel like some people I think are just not aware of that or they ignore it or they tune it out I sometimes have periods in my life where I'm like overwhelmingly aware of that of the fact that like man I just want to be able to like not have these concerns and then even though those concerns are valid and it's part of being a human like being worried about like a mortgage seems so non-spiritual that's fair these are my thoughts I mean that's like I just like went there I got like really deep with that but like so that's sometimes why I get like in my feels anyway so I I really want to there's a part of me that wants to be more deep and bold and like I feel like in a world of like Instagram where it's like you get all into like branding you I feel like you can become a product of your own fans and you can get which is something that I do I you know this I take stats on everything and I try to create content that's like in alignment with what people enjoy I try to provide value but sometimes I feel like you can get so caught in that rat wheel of like this is what's working like when I post a picture that's this color with this type of styling with my makeup this way like my fans like it so I'm going to do more of that and there's a part of me that just wants to like reject the whole thing and like put out some stuff that like maybe nobody will like it but that's scary and also sometimes like on a micro level annoying because then it's like you do it and nobody cares or the algorithm doesn't pick. It's just like that can be annoying, but I'm just, I'm very interested in sort of like playing a bit of a longer game and also getting like stabilizing my life. I mean, not like it's like unstable, but like, I just want to dig in. I don't know. I have this deep thirst for like, I feel like because I've hit certain, certain markers of success, Mm -hmm. um, not like I'm, you know, winning Oscars and the Nobel Peace Prize, but like you get to a place where you sort of are like, it becomes real to you that you can do it. Like it sort of becomes a formula of like, if I do this, this, and this, then I'm probably going to like be able to have this career do this thing. But like, I find that no matter what, like we talked about this yesterday, like it just doesn't feel like enough and not from a standpoint of like, it's not enough because I have to be bigger, but it's not enough because it's not like money and things and uh awards and like that materialistic stuff is just it's not ultimately like the substance of life and so I just sort of am like oh like I want to dig in deeper on like a 
on areas that have nothing to do with career and just, and then sort of like go into that and then bring, and then figure out how to translate that and transpose that into art and creativity. Cause I feel like I've sort of just, um, been on a bit of a train. Like I got on a train, I was like, I'm going to get on this train so that I can go to the destination of like, you know, success. And then the train is going in that direction. And I like, like the train, like I'd like to go to that destination, but I'm also like, well, like maybe I should like bring some other things on this train with me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's all the questions. We do have some from Instagram. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, um, get to the Instagram questions. Yeah. When is your next stand up? I don't know. That's a good question. I, it's funny. That's a funny question because like I said, I'm not feeling funny right yeah. now. I'm not feeling unfunny. I feel like I was funny on this podcast yeah. just now, but I'm not like, here's, here's the thing about stand up, and because I have friends who do stand up, and to give them all the respect, it's sort of like a musician, you know, because you're doing music, like music you're diving into. A friend of mine posted or like reposted something that I thought was very apropos about how you, you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything that you want. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I've always been a person who's very much like, I'm like, don't tell me I'm going to do all the things. And I do think I do a good job at, at doing all the things that I truly want to do. But I also do think that you have to sort of decide what, you're most passionate about and like when you're doing stand-up it's a whole thing you go to open mics you like you learn your craft you hone your craft you do your skill and so because my end I love doing stand-up but it's not my end game goal in life to be a stand-up comedian so I kind of I want to do it more I enjoy doing it I think it brings a lot of enhancement to my art but it's not the priority yeah so it's it just like other things are going to win. And yeah. right now directing, I'm very, very excited about directing. I want to dig really into that like hard. Cause I feel like directing is the most direct, direct way. It's the best way for me to dig deep into communicating the things that I feel passionate about communicating to the world. Um, and it's also a really fun way to, help artists you know like I feel like when you're directing you have a unique opportunity to like give people life or to encourage them or to inspire them or it's what I've always liked about directing and photography so that is very exciting to me and then bring that around into you know I definitely love acting I definitely want to get like be writing my own projects and and really sort of bringing I mean for those of you listening, Savannah and I have like production meetings and we, you know, Savannah personally knows a lot about what my end game is. So for me, I just want to, I, I think it's like, it's easy when you're a person who's talent, who's multi-talented to get pulled in a lot of different directions. And so right now I'm really craving focus so that I can, I just kind of, I want to be the best I can be. Yeah. Not in a way where I'm hard on myself, but I just want to like, I just am really thirsty to get to, to take a step into the next level of my own potential, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But if there is a stand up, we will let you know. We will let you know. And I, I'll definitely be doing more stand up. Um, it's just not something, it's just not where my head's at right now. Yeah, for you know? sure. So. Um, how do you come up with new outfits? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, how do I come up with new outfits? I mean, I just do. I'm very like, 
fluid in terms of dressing. Like I thrift and I find stuff. I just, it, for me, it's a lot about just like how I'm feeling or what's the event or people sometimes ask me, you know, they're like, what inspires you? And I'm like, honestly, I feel like inspiration is a decision. Mm -hmm. So you can look at anything and be inspired by anything. Um, and I feel like with outfits, it's no different. It's for me, it's just a feeling. I like a lot of different styles. I don't like to be locked into, you know, like one specific aesthetic. So that's how I choose them. Yeah. I just kind of go with how I'm feeling. Um, how was your experience making the movie? Uh, we I kind of talked about that. Yeah, I feel like we touched about that. The Maybe one, like one overarching word. I feel like it grew me a lot. You know, I feel like it was it was more challenging than than I expected, but that's what made it so cool. And it was really nice to, I feel like I went on a freaking journey. Like, yeah. and it was interesting because the movie's about a road trip and I feel like we, the, all of us, like the director and I, we all talked about how like, it was so interesting to see it unfold. It was a, it was just a really fascinating thing to see the story unfold and see what happens when you add the actors and the choices of the actors. And I think all of us went in one way and came out another way. And I'm also just like, I mean, I knew the producer, we used to be in acting class together way back in the day, but we didn't know each other super duper well. And we are like literally family now. Yeah. Like that was, Sweet. she's also an incredible human. Um, I was really impressed and it was, it just, it takes a lot, especially with an independent film. It's takes a lot of intention and a lot of just like making it go right and sticking in there and like, you know making it happen and so it was really cool I realize now why they say like just to finish shooting just to make to go through the process of getting the funding hiring the people getting it done doing the shots a lot of times people want to make a feature film and it never gets made because it's the estimation of effort in terms of how much work goes into it is just insane astronomical really like so much it's nuts yeah because I mean if you've ever done a short you know it's a ton. Yeah. You've got like sound guys, you've got locations, you've got, you're like in a car. There, there's so many, you have someone on the camera, like messing with the focus. You've got gear. We had car mounts like mm. we, cause a lot of it was a road trip. So we, like I had a scene where I had to drive this freaking, um, hi, Bob Hutchison. Um, I had to drive our car with like a, I don't know. I don't know how much. We had a red cam, which I think is like $25,000, $100,000. It's a very expensive, nice camera, like mounted to the front, driving through the city. Like it's yeah. just, it's a Crazy. whole lot. And it's, and it's long hours. I mean, you know, it was, it was three weeks of like 12, 12 plus hours a day. So yeah. it's like, you got to stay on point, yeah. you know? Um, someone else asks, how can a storyteller from Norway connect with, a director or film crew in the USA? Um, I mean, I, I feel like the, the simplicity of that and the simplicity of like anytime you want to make connections is you just have to like reach out and touch someone, yeah. you know, like you have to just find people, find their work. Another thing that I think, and then just write to them and have a project. But yeah. I think an important part of that, I've had people in life reach out to me wanting to collaborate or connect. And I think that one of the key points of connecting with anyone who you'd like to work with is you need to, I think that your communication needs to be very clear and like 
easy to understand and you need to have a goal in mind because if you want to work with people or collaborate with them it needs to be hey I'm interested in shooting a movie about dolphins in Florida and I need this this and this like can you help me with that because sometimes I think I find that people want to collaborate in a way that's very vague yeah and if you're a busy creative, that's hard. You're yeah. like, because it makes, it seems like someone just sort of wants you to do work for them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's good to just have clear, have a representation of your work. I had someone one time who wanted to, to shoot photos of me and he had nowhere on the internet. Did he have any examples of his work? And then I had to sort of like do extra work to try to drum that up. And it was just, I was like, not to be rude, but I don't have time. So yeah. Yeah. And in terms of um, finding those people to connect with, we've been having a lot of success on LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn's awesome. And then Instagram has always been Mm -hmm. a good way to find people as well. You can, and also it's like research. Like it's finding out who, who is doing certain things, what types of styles you like. I have a big thing, um, like a, a, like a tactic of, you know, you should always look up words and phrases and like study things that you don't understand. Um, so sometimes it's just about learning what goes into making a film, what, who is the director of photography. When you see a film that you really like, like for instance, the director of photography, the director of Handmaid's Tale has like 5,000 followers on Instagram. Like, Interesting. You could just slide up into his DM and now everybody's going to do that. But like, and who, he might not answer you, but I'm just saying, yeah, it's, there's, there's a lot of different, especially nowadays in the age of social media, there's a lot of people that you can access. And it's almost stunning to me how there's all these super fans of Handmaid's Tale, but they're, they're not finding out, like, who produced it, who's, like, there's so many different things. You can go on IMDb. You can, there's so many different outlets to do research on yeah. people. And so sometimes it's about, let's say there's a movie that you love. We'll go on to IMDb look at all of the people who had something to do with making that movie, try to find them on LinkedIn, try to find them on Instagram, and then also approach them in a way that's not annoying, you know, right. or thirsty or having them do a favor for you, come to them with value. But I think it's just about knowing who the people are, yeah. taking the time, doing your homework, and then coming to those people with like value that you can give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one how long did it take you to get to your current state of success? That's a good, I mean, my whole life. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, that's been an interesting story in Nashville. I feel that makes me feel like I should repost. I have a podcast that I did for my sister's podcast, um, which I think we have the audio. I think I just want to like take that and post that as a separate episode yeah, because that, that, yeah, that kind of has my origin story in terms of coming to Nashville and how like different things, like how, when I first moved to Nashville, I didn't have a car. I used to like, I was having a clothing company and it's interesting because I was doing acting in Los Angeles. Then I moved to Nashville and sort of took a, a long string of interesting tangents that all like, it's all culminating in a really cool way. Um, so I guess you could consider, I mean, I've been doing styling in Nashville for five, four or five years now, but it's, I feel like it's just been my whole life. I mean, that sounds very like, let's light a candle, but I feel like every single thing that I have done in my life has been leading me to where I currently am. And I think that's the way it's always going to be. You know, I think the main thing in terms of success 
that I believe in strongly and I think that you observe it in anyone who has achieved whatever level of success is that you have to, you can't ever quit. And that's the only thing I think that if you keep going after it and you keep going after it and you keep going after it, you are, and and you're really going after it because there's like fake going after it. You know, there's like, I think that the one thing that people don't understand, the biggest thing that I see in terms of people who want to achieve any sort of goal is they don't understand the estimation of effort that's going to go into achieving that goal. Mm. And like a lot of people give up when it gets tough. And I think for me, I just so much, I just love, I love this industry. I just love even like the worst days or the best days. I don't know how to do anything else. And for better or worse, it's kind of like I'm just married to this. Mm -hmm. So I keep going because I don't plan B isn't an option for me. Which sometimes I think like leaves me in compromising positions, but it also leads to success. Right. And in any and like all those stories where you hear, even when you read about like Elon Musk or you read about Jeff Bezos or like whether it's an entrepreneur or Rocky or all of those stories demonstrate that like you have people who were just like, I don't know what else to do. Like this is what I'm doing and they all fall on their face. You know, there's, I mean, look at Elon Musk has been, he's like, People talk so much shit about him. And I don't know. I, I mean, maybe he's great. Maybe he's not. I don't agree with everything that he does. But obviously he's reached like a certain level of success. Yeah. And that's because he just didn't... He was like on his vision and yeah. he didn't quit. He got after it. Yeah, you just got to get after it. So yeah. I just think that like anyone... And it's... I don't know. Like I also think that getting after it... I mean, Gary Vee talks about this a lot. And it's something that I really agree with. You have to determine in your life, like, what is going to ultimately make you happy and what you really want. Because sometimes, like, I don't, I don't go out a ton. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not having coffee with friends all the time. I don't mind because I don't really like having coffee with, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's not, I like working with my friends on projects. I have, like, a a tight-knit group of, like, core people who, and we're all, we all work in this industry and every, like, once a month we're able to hang out. But I get... I get kind of overwhelmed by too much socializing because I feel non-productive and sort of purposeless. So some people need to socialize a lot. But it's also just a matter of, like, if that's you, I I don't know. I think it's, like, if you want to achieve a certain high level of success, I feel like even a low level of success requires a lot of hustle. And it doesn't mean that you're sleep-deprived and unhappy, but it's, like, it requires a lot of focus. Yeah. You know. And, like, self-awareness, I think. Yeah. Like, to be aware of, like, this is something that works for me and this is something that doesn't. Totally. So, like, for you, like, not having a lot of aimless social time, Mm -hmm. like, you know that that works for you. Yeah. Everybody's going to find something, like, but it's just, like, taking stock. Yeah. Of, um. Of, like, what's, no, I I completely understand. Um, that wraps us up. Do you have a tip to leave us with this week? Do I, do I have a tip? Um, I don't know. I feel like I went over every, just stay the fuck after it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, or stay after, I mean, I know I say this all the time. I don't know. You just got to stay after it and sort of constantly stay after it on all levels, not just stay after your goal, but also look out for things that are distractions. Um, I try to be hyper aware of that or like be aware of when you're getting off track. Um, I don't know. I just think you always got to stay after it. 
That's all. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's um, ladies and germs. That's. I hope that you feel adequately um, updated on the life and times of Elizabeth Donaldson and uh, my month and my week and. We'll be getting back on it. Um, I'm probably, I'm going to take tomorrow off and go float around. I'm going to go to the lake. Can I come to the lake? Um, maybe. I'm going to, I'm going to. I want to, yes. We'll see. I'm going to float around on a donut. I'm going to swim to the island and back. I'm going to like get, my legs got tan from the movie because I was wearing shorts outside, but I want to get like a. Arm tan. Yeah, I want to get a well-rounded coloring. So, uh, stay tuned. Stay after it, and I love you. Thanks for listening. I know that you could be doing a million other things with your day, and the fact that you even, like, considered that listening to my podcast was something that you wanted to spend your time on, like, is literally so freaking flattering to me and awesome, and I'm really grateful. So that's all. Get after it, and uh, have a good one, friends. Bye. Friends, family, countrymen, thank you so much for listening to the Elizabeth Experience. I know that your time is freaking valuable and I'm super stoked that you decided to spend some of that time listening to me. So find me where you can find everything. My name is Elizabeth Donaldson. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H Donaldson, D-O-N-A-L-D-S-O-N. Just like pop that S into Google and find out all the places that I am. But I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on the interweb. Uh, my website, ElizabethDonaldsonCreative.com. My acting website, ElizabethDonaldson.com. And, you know, all the things. But I'm pretty easy to find. And the best place to engage with me is on Instagram. So find me there at Elizabeth.Donaldson. I love you all. Go do your thing. Rock life. And I'll talk with you next time.